Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, president of Texas Values. Great to be with you on another glorious week in the state of Texas. If you're new to the show, we talk about the issues of faith, family, and freedom. And that relates to the arenas of the courts, the legislature, and the media. A lot going on this week. We're going to cover some really interesting ground, some important ground, a lot of deadlines. Okay, you see one of them right here set up if you're watching on Facebook Live. And if you are, we invite you to share it. If you're watching on YouTube, we invite you to click that subscribe button so more people can hear about our work. But you see one deadline right here behind my laptop, and I didn't put the deadline on there specifically because I only had so much room on the back of my laptop here. But that is our fundraising deadline of June 30th. Uh, a key here, reference to our website and the phone number for our organization. Please, we are a nonprofit organization. In order to do the work that we do for faith, family, and freedom and our team of 12, we need folks to continue to see value in our work and make tax-deductible donations. I'll talk a little bit more about that later in the show and some of the work that we've been doing that hopefully inspires you to support our work. But, you know, we've been blessed to be in the studio lately, get back in the studio. And, you know, every week we've got some great guests. And a lot of times we focus on what's happening on the state of Texas, locally, community issues, state issues. But a lot of times we'll have guests at the national level, too, because their work impacts the state of Texas. The work we do can help them in other parts of the country and really give us a good framework. And so there's no question that one of the issues you've heard us talk a lot about for, for Texas Values when we work on faith, family, and freedom is the issue of what our students are being taught in public school. And it relates to so many of the things that we care about, you know. And, and so if I, as I've got my American flag here uh, teed up because I may not be with you on July 4th, uh, and we may be recording a few days before that, it, it's a reminder of the values that we care about as Americans and as Texans. And so many of those are, those are constitutional principles that we care about, about freedom, also about the issues of parental rights and us as parents not allowing the government to have control over our children and tell them what to do and what to believe, and particularly in a way that uh, disrespects the values that we have as Christians. And so, but look, th these battles, these, this tug of war has been going on for quite some time, and so we stay closely involved in it, and that's at your local school district, but also at our state board of education. And oftentimes we're able to get insight from our friends at the national level on what they're seeing and how they can help us and vice versa. And so uh, there's no question one of the organizations that does a great job of doing that is Family Research Council. And they have a tremendous member of their team, Kathy Roos, who's going to be our guest today on the Texas Values Report. And before I bring her on, let me tell you a little bit about Kathy. She is the Senior Fellow and Director of Human Dignity. She has devoted her professional career to promoting the dignity of the human person. Her professional experience spans the field of communication, public policy, and law. She was Chief Counsel to the Constitution Subcommittee at the House of representatives. She also has our, her law degree from Georgetown University, and she has done a, a tremendous amount of work at the U.S. Supreme Court. Long list of media interviews that she's had. And for a while, she was, for several years, she was the chief spokesperson on human life issues uh, for the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops. And her and her husband, Austin Roos, received the John Paul II Award for Advancing the Culture of Life from the Institute for the Psychological Sciences. We are excited to have Kathy on. Kathy, welcome to the Texas Values Report. 
Thank you so much. I am so glad to be with you. Well, Kathy, look, you know, it, it's great to get to know you. Certainly, we're familiar with the work at Family Research Council. We are blessed to have a relationship for many years with that tremendous organization led by Tony Perkins and our good friend Kana Gonzalez and uh, General Boykin mm-hmm. and so many great folks. You know, one of the reasons we've been able to interact with you recently is because of a publication. And Family Research Council does such a great job of doing research and putting out publications. And one that came out recently, and the title here is Sex Education in Schools. Uh, excuse me, sex education in public schools, sex, sexualization of children and LGBT doctrination. What a thorough, fantastic uh, resource that y'all have put together. Tell us a little bit about this publication that you just put out. Well, we, we have been getting so many calls at FRC from parents around the country uh, very upset about what was happening in their public schools in the way of sex ed and things like transgender mandates being implemented that um, we just decided we've got to collect these and do our own research and put together something for parents and policymakers to really shed light on what's happening in public schools because most parents don't know what's happening. They think they have an idea, but they really don't. And so this was, this was just sort of a wake-up call document um, also, I myself didn't know what was happening in my local public schools. I send my kids to Catholic schools. It wasn't on my radar until I heard them opening boys, uh, girls' bathrooms to boys, and that kind of got my attention. And so I started going to my own school, school board meetings and so forth. So I, I, I had a lot to say, and we decided we needed to put it in a brochure. So thank you so much for inviting me on to talk about it. Well, absolutely. Look, it's a comprehensive document. Uh, I'm trying to get all the way to the end here, even to the end notes um, going on, look, 40 pages long. And and I'm sure there's a lot more ground that could have been covered. Uh, But one of the things that's great about a document and a booklet like this, and if people want to find it, go to the website frc.org and you can find a link to that. Maybe do a search of Kathy's name. It might get you a little bit closer there and you can find the uh, publication. And I think we'll probably be putting it up on our website. Maybe we'll drop it in the comments here on Facebook or or thereafter. But one of the reasons it got our attention, too, was there were references in this uh, booklet to some of the work that we've been doing in Austin ISD. And while Austin ISD might be a very liberal uh, public school district, it's still in Texas, but it is one of the largest school districts in Texas. I think there are about 80,000 students that are a part of the school district. And so y'all were able really to kind of highlight some of the things that have been going on here recently. And, And the reality is, Um, You know, a lot of things that happen in Texas can impact the rest of the country or people take notice of them. So it's almost a little bit more of of a threat and concern when we see these kind of extreme liberal policies starting to take hold in school districts in Texas. Well, I love the pluck and verve of the um, moms and dads in Austin fighting, finding what's happening at Austin ISD. And we do report on um, what's going on there. I mean, you guys know it better than we do, but but um, they were we had several examples that I included here. Um, You know, one of the one of the big focuses of of my work is the um, the terrible soul-killing message that is appearing in public schools that children can be born in the wrong body 
you know, the transgender ideology messaging that's being taught or lessons that are being taught. And we, we see this in Austin. And I quote some of the language that is now being taught to middle schoolers about that, that they have sex assigned at birth. They don't have a real male-female biological sex. Um, that uh, girls can have penises too, you know, all of this nonsense. And so, so I got some very good examples from Austin, but it's not just there. I mean, it's, it's, we're seeing this crop up. It's in Fairfax County here in where I live in Virginia. Certainly it's in California, but we have examples from Indiana, from Tennessee, you know, really all over. Um, it's not limited to just particularly leftist regions because of who's really pushing and controlling the education bureaucracy in America. And I talk about that as well. We've got big money, big, powerful international organizations that are getting in on uh, the sex ed racket in order to push with their, you know, their goals. Um, so hopefully we can talk a little bit about who's behind all of this. I've got that in my book. Absolutely. We'd, we'd love to discuss that. And, and here's the thing that's interesting, too. Um, when, when you look at some of the, the challenges that parents, I mean, on a day-to-day basis, they have a variety of things that they're doing. And so, you know, a lot of parents aren't aware that these things are going on in their public schools. I was looking at the booklet. There's a, a number of things that, that y'all cite from Family Watch International, their list of 15 mm-hmm. harmful elements of what they call in quotes comprehensive sexuality education i i used to and sometimes still do call it uh, drug-based sex education because a lot of people forget the a lot of what they're teaching students is related to contraceptive methods that require a prescription uh, and, and some of them do have a side effect of causing death and it may be not that often that it happens but if it happens once it should be a concern and so i use that phrase sometimes because you know, people don't realize that's what kids are being exposed to. And sometimes um, people are trying to get around that parental consent. But but some of the things that are listed that I think are alarming, right? These are the 15 things to be that you can be thinking of that should be causing you concern that they're likely in comprehensive sex ed. Sexualizes children, teaches children to consent to sex, right? We're focusing mm-hmm. still on the word children. And families that are watching, if you've got your kids listening, you might want to take a little bit of break uh, because this is some sensitive content, but we need to talk about it, unfortunately. Number three, normalizes anal and oral sex. These are not exaggerations, my friends. This is what we're seeing. And, and look, we're not comfortable looking at it either, but it's part of the reality. Promotes homosexual and bisexual behavior, promotes sexual pleasure, and the list goes on, and it's about to get a little bit more sensitive. If I continue this list, and this is, we're seeing this at the kindergarten level, Kathy, in some school districts. I imagine you're seeing this type of concerns at other school districts uh, across the country. And so I'd love to hear a little bit more detail about um, y'all's experience on these issues. Well, I want to uh, uh, loop back to what you said about drugs, yeah. because w- one of the new things that is appearing in sex ed lessons is a drug called PrEP, mm-hmm. um, which is, stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. It, it's a daily sex drug, so it has to be taken every day, and it is intended to reduce the risk of contracting HIV-AIDS. Um, Parents, if you haven't heard of PrEP, you should probably look into it. I hadn't heard of it. It's happening. It's being taught in my schools in Fairfax County. It was designed for a particularly high-risk population, which are men who have, quote-unquote, unprotected sex with multiple or anonymous male partners of unknown HIV status. So that's who it was 
developed for, but it's being pushed on high school kids mm. in Fairfax County and elsewhere. And in my own county, it was voted in to the lessons even before it was approved for use by minors. So it's outrageous. It's a controversial drug that even people in the um, uh, gay rights groups find controversial. And they, it's, uh, some leaders have called it a party drug and said it will cause a public health catastrophe. So um, a daily sex pill is being pushed on kids in public schools. So it's, it goes beyond, yeah, anything that you can imagine as a parent, it's probably beyond your imagination. Um, you spoke of toddlers, and I do have some examples here of very, very young um, children being taught things like about lesbians and um, having to, you know, if, if you have two moms, then they can be called lesbians. We have the example from Arlington County, which is right outside the nation's capital, where kindergarten kids in a public school were, were taken to a library without their parents' consent and presented with um, a person named Sarah McBride from the Human Rights Campaign, who is a man who dresses as a woman and identifies as a woman, and who read these toddlers' uh, stories about transgenderism and then told them his story about discovering he was really a woman and so forth without their parents' consent. This was all staged by the National Education Association and its president, um, Lily Eskelson Garcia, was th there as well. It was a big photo op, lots of cameras, without parent consent. I'm saying that for the third time. Um, but that's because <laughs> parents are considered the enemy when it comes to these sensitive issues. They want parents out of the way. Um, and the NEA is a terrible culprit. It's in bed with Planned Parenthood, with HRC, with SPLC, the Southern Poverty Law Center, the anti-Christian hate profiteer. They have gotten themselves involved in sex ed, as, as, uh, as has Human Rights Campaign, which is the richest global pro-transgender leader in the, you know, lobbyist in the world. They're now in the sex ed racket. Um, so these big power players are uh, coming into our local schools. So even if we think we, you know, trust our third grade teacher and we know her or whatever, she's not calling the shots on this. No, you're uh, absolutely you're absolutely being, right. Yeah. We're we're talking with Kathy Roos. She is senior fellow and director of human dignity at Family Research Council, our good friends at FRC led by Tony Perkins. They have just put out with, with Kathy's leadership. This was a document she put together um, for sex education in public schools. And uh, with just some incredible information, and I'm glad you uh, took a moment then to highlight, right, some of the groups that are behind this because people don't realize it. And some of the names seem, you know, uh, harmless or they seem like, OK, these are people that are a part of just basic education issues and they're not. And, and some of them, obviously, as you mentioned, have an agenda. And there's a quote in here too, um, a story by one of the someone who. Uh, a pediatrician who worked on these issues um, uh, and, and found out, got a phone call and was um, dealing with her daughter who was concerned about these issues because of a ceremony that was held, this kind of glorification of this ceremony, someone that wanted to transition 
and the school teacher was a part of it, and yet the parents were never a part of it. And you're absolutely right. We just defeated actually a sexual orientation gender identity policy, a SOGI policy as we refer to it, y'all probably do as well, in Mansfield ISD, which is in North Texas, and it was to insert the word sexual orientation for protection on for teachers and also for students. And these are the type of words that are also being used to create this environment now where they turn kids against each other, they elevate rights over others, and it really becomes a very difficult environment for a lot of children, and parents aren't aware of it. Now, thankfully, we did some worse. Even after the Supreme Court decision on Bostock, because there was a, we think there's going to be a big push on these issues now in schools after that decision, even though it was related just to employment, uh, we got a victory there. But we know that when those policies are there, sexual orientation and gender identity policies in school districts are there, that just gives them more freedom in their mind to push this type of agenda without telling parents, and it's very dangerous. I was so happy to see your victory, and I'm going to include it when I talk in, in, uh, on this issue because we need to hear about victories like this. And this is from uh, parents not giving up and um, local activists. But you're right. It's, um, it, it sounds uh, innocuous because no one wants anybody harassed. No one wants any kind of discrimination. And so what these major groups are doing is targeting the anti-discrimination policies in public schools and, and saying that there must be all of these changes in order for there to be a quote-unquote safe environment for all students. And the changes that can include things like school-wide affirmation of someone's transgender identity, uh, forcing students and teachers to use false pronouns, um, opening private spaces like locker rooms, showers, bathrooms to the opposite sex, opening sports teams to the opposite sex, and then teaching born in the wrong body lessons in sex ed. So those are the kind of things that are being demanded. Those are the changes being demanded, and each of them is terribly problematic. Um, if I can just mention two of them, one, yes, they all fail. They all fail to recognize that the vast majority of children who experience sex confusion will grow out of it naturally if they're allowed to pass through puberty without being lobbied by a whole school system. So up to 98 um, percent of children who experience this will will naturally grow out of that um, confusion. But all of these policies just ignore that altogether. And they, they, they require this systematic lying to a child and telling a child you are the opposite sex and forcing his peers to, to do that. So it's, it's, it's terribly harmful. And then I want to mention pronouns. Pronouns, people roll their eyes at that and they say, oh, this is just so ridiculous. But it's worse than ridiculous. It's very sinister because forcing Christian students to either declare their own pronouns or certainly to use false pronouns for other students or teachers is really requiring these Christian students to deny the purposeful creation of God, to, de to deny God himself. It is a forced conversion to a Gnosticism or sexual nihilism, which is not our religion. So this is very serious, but this is what is being demanded by all of these groups. To, in order to have a quote-unquote safe environment for all students. Well, well, it's not safe for Christians to do this. No, right? you're absolutely right. We're talking with Kathy Roos. 
She is doing great work for Family Research Council. She's the Senior Fellow and Director of Human Dignity at Family Research Council, a great booklet they've just come out with, Sex Education in Public Schools. And we're talking about some of these issues. And yeah, a lot of these groups, pro-LGBT, pro-abortion groups, you know, groups that disagree with us on religious liberty, they're all getting together in creating these type of things, leveraging their resources, however you want to describe it. And a lot of people don't realize it's going on, and they're not expecting this much activity in the public school. But y'all have got some great resources at the end of this booklet that Family Research Council provides. Uh, people know, you know, they're listening in Texas, but there are other states that have groups like ours. There's a great section that says, you can do it. Um, here's help. And it's got a list of some great resources Family Research Council has at frc.org forward slash gender and a whole other list of speakers and great things. Talk to us a little bit about that, what parents and people that are concerned about this issue can be doing moving forward. Yeah, well, I've never, um, there were five things, to me, five action steps that parents and policymakers can take. Um, And just very quickly, the first is get good sex ed in your school. There are good programs out there. You don't have to have this politicized junk um, but the problem is the good programs don't have multi-million dollar lobby shops behind them. But So that's why parents need to find the good programs and bring them to their school boards and say, why aren't you using this? And the place to go for those programs is a group called Ascend, A-S-C-E-N-D.org. Ascend has compiled dozens of good sex ed programs that are currently in use with the research showing their statistical uh, significant results. So, So that's a good action step. Um, the second is fighting for your school's culture. You know, the, um, some of these big money groups are pushing all schools to start GSA clubs, which are Gay Straight Alliance, or now they're called Gender Sexuality Alliance clubs. These clubs are poison. They are clubs for recruiting kids into this lifestyle. They are bullying kids to announce themselves as allies of the LGBT movement. And if you don't announce yourself as an ally, then that means you're a bully. They are bullies. And so we need to help our kids come up with um, counter clubs, positive clubs that will, we can't let the GSA club take over the culture of a school, which they are doing. Number three, start a sex ed review group. One parent can't do it by himself. You need a group of like-minded parents to start reviewing every word, every, I'm sure you guys are good at this in Texas, all the slides, all the videos, and then report it to your fellow, start a Facebook group and let other parents know what is in this. Schools don't make it easy to find out what's in it. You've got to dig and dig. But once you do all that work, you've got to let other parents know. Asten, uh, number four is attend school board meetings. This is so important. Find out who the good guys are. Introduce yourself. They'll be so happy to meet you. Uh, you know, they hear constantly from the big money groups, but they need to hear from you. And then the, the last point I want to mention, and all of there are links to all of these things at the, in the brochure, but is for parents to be the squeaky wheel. Don't wait for your school to send home an opt-out form for this nonsense. You can send in your own opt-out form in the beginning of the year, every year. Put it in your child's file saying you don't consent to your child's participation in any of this stuff. You also have the right as parents to demand to see the classroom material that your child will be taught in advance. This goes beyond sex ed. This is for all material. I think California is the only state that is um, curtailing parents' rights in this regard. So be that squeaky wheel and demand to see what your kids are being taught. It's your right, and you deserve that. 
to no, have you're that right honored. You're absolutely right. And those yeah. five points are well taken in Texas. We are one of the states where parents have the right to see this information. They have a right to opt out of sex education. As a matter of fact, we beat Austin ISD. I don't know if you saw that, Kathy. They put, waved the white flag in May and said they weren't teaching that radical sex education that you talked about in this document. And that was in, in part because of our work. Um, and parents work. Y'all supporting us on this issue. We know they're going to come back next session. We know some of this might have had to do with some strain because of the coronavirus, but it is what it is. It got stopped and we're going to work on stopping that again. But we're in a position to do more work like that with uh, friends like Family Research Council. Kathy, thank you so much for being our guest today on the Texas Values Report. Please tell our good friend Tony Perkins, too, that uh, we continue to pray for him. We're thankful for his leadership and all the great people at Family Research Council. So God bless you. Thank you so much. Well, that's great to have Kathy on. What I mean, we need to have her on again. That's true. And um, that we have had Family Research Council on, on a number of segments recently because they have been going really deep on these issues. And they've got the, the time to provide that type of analysis and research. If you go to the FRC's website, check out Kathy's full background. Uh, you'll see, I mean, she has made quite a difference in her career. And I think we've made a difference in the work we do at Texas Values. You see here, I've got on the back of my laptop here, txvalues.org is the website, the phone number, 512-478-2220. I heard a rumor that uh, Nancy Carter in our office is feeling kind of lonely because the phone hasn't been ringing lately. I'm telling you, during the coronavirus issue, it was ringing all the time. We were getting emails, and we appreciate that. Uh, it slowed down a little bit. So give Nancy a call. Make a tax-deductible donation today and support the work that we're doing at Texas Values. We're going to go on a little bit longer here um, in the Facebook segment. But look, we do this show every week because of the issues that we care about on faith, family, and freedom. And I just want to list a couple of examples to, uh, you, you heard me mention with Kathy, we just defeated a sexual orientation gender identity policy in Mansfield Independent School District. After the Supreme Court said, we're redefining sex, Mansfield said, well, you don't have to make us do it at a local level. I mean, they didn't say that, but effectively I, I read that by their decision. And some people think that, oh, now we've got to adopt this in all settings. That's not true. It's a limited decision, even though it is destructive. Uh, school districts don't have to fully implement uh, what people think it should mean. And so Mansfield ISD, with our help, we submitted testimony. We worked directly with one of the members of their school board, and we were um, pushing this issue on traditional media, social media. I think over 100 people sent emails. I was told 75% of our side um, weighed in, while the other side only had about 25%. Huge victory. Not only that, we stopped uh, sex education in Austin ISD. Um, in addition to that, walking beside your churches through all of this, these restrictions back and forth, helping you navigate it. We beat Planned Parenthood in court on a very important pro-life issue. Um, the list goes on with some of the work we do. Go to txvalues.org. See those highlights. I think with our team of 12, we're one of the best investments you can make for faith, family, and freedom in Texas. We have a June 30th deadline. Our fiscal year is ending in a couple of days. Please don't let us come up short. Go to txvalues.org. Make that tax-deductible donation today for faith, family, and freedom. And we'll talk to you next week on the Texas Values Report. <laughs>